0: Not Show. show? So now, before I ask each of these boys to whisper their secret, let me say that I know that long after I have retired and I look back on this show, the memory of this secret will always be one of the brightest ones in my whole entire time.
1: Oh, have we got secrets? I'll tell a man that much. Welcome to The Recruitment Whisperers. You're not that Footy Show. Sizzle. Lots of lots of signing stuff. I mean, it's only the bottom of the sheet, but yeah, they're all, they're all signings. I um, have seen a few. Um, you... So let's skim over the Nebs and get to the good ones. Yeah, no, no. I want to start with the Josh Jackson retirement. Um, goes into a Gus Warchest, which means Mitchell Moses. G'day, everybody. Welcome to episode 269 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson. I've got Rob Cox with me once again. And guess what time it is, Smith? It's time for that. whispering let's whisper some recruitment whisperers not transfer whispers don't get us confused with what fox sports are putting out there people this is much more legit much Mm. more uh uh, based in fact and uh truth josh jackson retires cocksmith he takes the golden handshake from gus gould Mm. gus gould is a genius
0: well, you say we're talking truth. Let's we're going to speculate a little bit. But uh, Josh Jackson was he was he uh, injured at all?
1: Uh, B- to your knowledge, beyond, beyond being just bashed up over time, and you can mm-hmm. tell his body had a lot of. He's only thirty one, but he looked like about thirty five or thirty six in footy footy terms. He mm-hmm. certainly put himself through the ringer. I didn't know if he had a, a, a debilitating injury, so that was interesting. So, but ha- he has one year left on his deal for next year which he now yep. will pass up. So has he been medically retired? I don't believe so. I've there was nothing in the press release that says um, it's medically related. It's essentially okay. he wants to spend time with his family and as we speculate uh get a nice plum job with the Bulldogs per Gusman Gould um, to clear up a okay. Okay. amount of cap space for next year which So we think
0: is. he's on somewhere between 600 and 700,000. I'd say that's right? about
1: that that makes sense. He's on a 3 deal in 2019. And yep. I would suggest uh, extension. Sorry, uh, in 2019, and I would suggest that that was back ended. So okay, so we suspect he's on somewhere between six and seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he's now retired. Where
0: do, I mean, nobody that I know is going to give up seven hundred grand. Nobody that I know, mm. you know, and and I know a couple of really rich dudes. They're not giving up seven hundred grand. I'm not giving up seven hundred just to add to that list. So. So what are they going to, the bulldogs are going to have him running water or being a pathways <laughs> development officer the story or being is he's going to be the uh, mindfulness program. coach okay for 700 grand yeah because there's no way in the world he's, he's taken any anything more than say a 10% cut on that mm-hmm. so this this is where this is where the cap the, the cap kind of gets a little bit shaky for mine mm-hmm. because you know yes he's retired and he had a great career very well done. But you were he was also contracted for twenty twenty-three and the Bulldogs now don't have to declare that that yep. as I pass.
1: understand it, that's right.
0: And so being the rich club they are, they can probably pay him seven hundred grand a year to be the
1: mindfulness coach. I'm sure there's a sponsor out there that would happily uh, look after him. I did note that there was no official word from Gus in the press release. He did go to Twitter and I'll just read what he said, and this sort of informs speculation but informs what our view is in regards to, you know, how it's come about. He says, Josh Jackson, what a player, what a great man. bulldog to the core, wonderful servant and leader for this great club. Retirements are always sad, but time to reflect on a magnificent career, a true origin player, the future, question mark, once a Bulldog, always a Bulldog. Watch this space. We've given him a job. That last bit might be my, just me. Uh, Yeah. uh, Okay. So,
0: so what, mate? All right, let's, let's, We'll push through that because we've covered it. But why do
1: they want the money? What who who are they looking for? What are they looking for? Well, this is the question more 2024, because you can shuffle your cap around now and use up this space for 2023 to create space for 2024. The biggest challenge for the Bulldogs, however, is not so much uh how much money they've saved on Josh Jackson. It's that the NRL still hasn't officially said what the cap is for next year. Mm. So this is why this is a great move from Gus Gould, because if it's, say, an extra 200000 or an extra 300000 or whatever it is above what they've been budgeting for, not only do you have the Josh Jackson space for 2023, you've got the extra cap space as well. And if you can juggle your contracts and get players to, you know, basically get paid more next year so you can then go into the market, it hasn't been linked yet, but I'm linking it now. Uh, they'll on. have the space for 1M Moses in 2024. And Gus Ooh. is a fan. So, so what you're
0: saying is is that they don't really have a, a recognised um, halfback. Well, they've got a recognised halfback. They don't they don't have that that kind of you know um, premiership halfback. Hmm. Um, Kyle Flanagan is currently Kyle Flanagan. Yep. So, what you're saying is is that they're 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 posturing and manoeuvring, maybe possibly. To get someone like Moses's stature mm-hmm. for 2024, so is 2023 a bust year already?
1: It's not because they've got more quality coming in than they had this year. You got Kickout coming in, you got Marnie coming in, you got Ryan Sutton coming in. They've got mm-hmm. some. They've got some troops to definitely uh, fill out a roster that had was playing guys like Joe Simpson, for example. Like he won't be in first grade next year. Jack Etherington's gone to the, book, the the Knights. You know they they're clearing out which is what smart football operations managers do, is they mm. clear out the ones that we will get to the Tigers and what they're doing as well. Uh, speaking of the Tigers, they've also been heavily linked to Mitchell Moses because apparently Timmy Sheens took his opportunity in the UK to have a little lunch with uh, young Mitchell. Um, as you do. As you do. The, the the question here is more, is Moses the right fit for the Bulldogs in 2024 if that's where Gus decides to funnel the money? That's my question to you.
0: Hmm. Well, look, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them somewhere between nine hundred and one point
1: one to get him. That's what's oh, going to cost be. Him. It'll be at least a million. He won't sign for less than a million because he'll get a million from the the um, Eels if he decides to stick around there. Yeah. So, so like I say,
0: somewhere between nine hundred and one point one is what's going. It's what's going to take to get him, depending on the length of the contract and how long those years. Are, you know, the length of contract. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he's the right fit for the Bulldogs. To be honest with you, um, I don't, and I don't think
1: he's the right fit for the Tigers either. Mm. He's um, 28 at the moment, so he'll be 29 at the end of next season, turning 30. No, he's turning, September, September birthday.
0: So oh, okay. So he'll be tu- he'll be 29 next at the year. End of next, next year, 30.
1: so he'll be he be, be 29. Basically, when next goes to a new team, so you'd say yep. as a halfback, he's got at least three years, maybe a few more if he. His body
0: Maybe doesn't look him down. Himself. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I still, I, I look to me. It's it's funny, you know, because I know that he's he's done really well in the last few months, um, Mitchell Moses. Uh, uh, but to me, I still feel he's an unproven halfback. I, I still feel mm. that we're still waiting to see whether he's going to fully develop into that, you know,
1: into that role of being a team that, leader. And is that Mitchell Moses though? You know, he's 28, and if we don't think that he's got to that stage, is what we're seeing... Well, that's,
0: yes, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I believe that when you get to 29 years old as a football player, that there isn't going to be a big leap in ability between seasons, uh, not, not up in ability anyway. So, look, if they're happy with what they're seeing, if they think that that's going to help them win a premiership, by all means, go for it. It's a lot of money to spend though nine hundred to one point one or maybe one point two million for a player that has in my opinion still quite a few negatives about the way he plays hmm. but i'm not I'm not here to beat him up. I'm just saying you know it, it I'm just not sure that that he's the kind of guy that I'd want to spend a million bucks on if I was trying to build a team, which obviously the Bulldogs are. Gus is a lot smarter than me,
1: though, mate, so he'll do what he wants to do. The other position that the Dogs do need is a fullback if Jake Avarillo is not the answer, and we've seen bits and he's pieces not. from him. You don't think he's the answer at all. I think he's, in the grand scheme of things, in fullbacks in first grade, he's not the worst option, but he's certainly not like someone you're going to go and hit your wagon to. So
0: who really are you going to buy? Well, who would L, would you Mitchell,
1: buy? L. Mitchell's available. To 2024.
0: Mm. Is there ties there? Do we have a do we have a strong tie? Is there um, someone at our car?
1: Yeah. You can as if Josh had is not in his ear the whole time they're away. Come play yeah, with maybe so. Come play with me, Burdo. Me and Burdo. Mm. I'm just See, saying this is the thing is, about he, the war <laughs> chest that, that Gus has created. Gus has created a yeah. chance getting Josh Jackson to retire, and we'll get to Jackson in a second, just in relation mm. to his career. But He's created an opportunity where he didn't have one. He used all yep. his spare cash on signing uh, not uh, Kikau and um, Marnie, which are good signings. He's also got a lot of money tied up into Vita Pangai Jr. As probably hear in the background, <laughs> police are coming for me. So linking Elitrelle um, Mitchell with Canterbury. Uh, but what he's got now is he's got that ability to open the purse strings as much as he wants if he wants the right player. And that is all that Gus would have been doing when he got to his job over 12 months ago. I think it was the end of 2021. He going, yeah. How do I, and he said it on his podcast. If you've listened to him, I mean, I've listened for a year, but before that, when he had Bracey on, him, he was saying, it's not about 2022. It's not even about 2023. Mm.
0: 2024.
1: He would have forecast who was coming off contract at this stage. And so he's been working the oh, best yeah. he can to yep. get his team into a situation. And, This is the beauty. If you get a guy like Josh Jackson, who is a heart and soul player, but, you know, being brutal for a second, he's not going to be the difference between your team making the eight and not making the eight if he's there next year. Um, Mm. That's just the way that the the, the game sort of works. They need more out of, you know, the Pangae Juniors and uh, even Burton to a degree. Uh, Guys like that at OK, obviously had an OK year, but he can be better. But this is the thing about Jackson. You clear him off your cap roster, you open up a spot, And now it's like, who do you want, Gus? Because that's the beauty of uh, these war chests that are created. Yeah, look,
0: I I, I totally agree with you um, on a number of fronts there. And and Gus is very smart. He'll have a spreadsheet, uh, uh, you know, a constant up-to-date spreadsheet of who's on, who's off, who's looking, who's upset, who might be looking for, you know. um, You know, you can just imagine how many times a day his phone rings, you know, (laughs) um, both in and out. Um, uh, Here's the other thing about Burton. I'm still reserved on Burton as to whether he's a 5'8 or not. I, mm. I really want to see him play like quite a few games back-to-back with a good halfback before I decide that I'm right and that he's not a good 5'8 and that he's probably one of the best centres in the world, um, you know. But uh, I'll reserve my decision till I see him do that um, because, you know, I know that Gus will swear blind that he's he's an awesome 5'8". I, I still don't. I, I reckon he'd make a better fullback mm. than he does a five eight. To be honest with you. Okay. But look, let's 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 revert, reserve our judgment. Or well, I'll reserve mine anyway till then. Um, but look to all the Bulldogs fans out there. Uh, the Bulldogs are on the up. Um, get a smart they, they person will, in charge and look what's going to happen. They will not be in the bottom four next year. Ooh, um, declare. No way. No way are they in the bottom four next year. Um. And well, Saints
1: can, will be can... there. Who else is going <laughs> to? Gold Coast, <laughs> Canberra. There is uh, a few others. Okay. Um, no, no, they'll be right. Josh Jackson, quickly uh, mm. impressions of his career.
0: Oh, mate! Look, when I think of Josh Jackson, I just think of an effort player. Um, probably the not the, the most gifted um, player for, as far as skill goes. Um, certainly, certainly not the least either. But he, he's an effort player, mate. He's a he's a worker. He's a toiler. Uh, you know, great defender. Um, he's the kind of guy you want in your team. He's the kind of guy that when you know when they first come into grade is when you're going to get your best value out of him because mm. he 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 quickly turned himself into a six or seven hundred thousand dollar player, um, and and didn't drop off in effort. Um, but they're the kind he's the he's the kind of player you need. Yeah, you know, every team needs a Josh Jackson style player. Um, hopefully they don't they don't blow out to seven hundred grand. Mm, for your, the for your team, that. not for them. Yeah, yeah, for them yeah. personally, great. But um, everyone needs at least one or two of those players, mate. Yeah, yeah. great career. And, and you know, he's he speaks very intelligently as well. He'll probably go on to having a, a, another 10, 15 years, however long he wants at the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, uh, 241 games, I think, for uh, the Bulldogs uh, from 2012 to 2022. He played for Australia, played for South Wales. He won a the medal for the Blues. Uh, Dallium second on the road twice, Uh, fair effort, two grand finals. So they got there in 2012 and 2014, but they couldn't quite get it done. And he actually played in the grand final his first year in 2012. I remember I interviewed him, I think, uh, in 2012. He came through at the same time as Tapao and Finnecane. And I thought, gee, where's the Bulldogs? have got a couple of pretty good forwards here. And I think he was the only one that stuck it out at the Bulldogs. So that's the move for the Bulldogs. They've um, moved on the salary of Jay Jackson. We've talked about Moses and the links to the Tigers. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it'll get played out in the press in the next little while. But I want to talk about the Tigers and what Tim Sheens is doing. Maybe not quite as uh, drastic as what Gus has done at Canterbury, but it underlines my whole point in this show, the Recruitment Whisperers, which is if you've got a smart football person running things, you can get stuff done. James Tamau, that contract, I know he wasn't on contract anymore, but he won't be at the Tigers. He's gone to the Cowboys for his final season. Yep. So you've cleared that yep. off the space. You've also let Oliver Gildart leave, uh, even though he was said one of those two players that the Tigers said, oh, they'll be back after their loan spell. Uh, not for lima, will be, but Gildart. Apparently Dolphins is the uh, tip where he could end up. Okay. Uh, yep. I didn't mind what I saw from Gildart, but he needs to be on a good team. He's one of those players, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, yeah. he's not going to
1: change your team. No, but he could be a pretty handy player inside a good winger. Uh, but he's going to, if he goes to the Dolphins then that's so be it. So Tim Sheens has done a little bit here. Now he wants to try and get Moses. They still haven't made clamour happen, which I think needs to happen. They still haven't let Brooks go yet, but the gut feel right now, the Tigers, they're in a better spot, aren't they? Surely than they were even. Oh on the yeah, they,
0: they certainly are. They certainly are, mate. Um, and I think I think definitely having team machines you know steering them around um, as far as recruitments and things go uh, is definitely a, a better a better way than it has been in recent times'm um, I'm, I'm still weirded out I'm still weirded out that that they're looking at Mitchell Moses mm. um, I know that I know that I know that the good clubs, or the clubs that are, want to be on the rise have to look at every, um, you know, marquee player that comes on the market. But it, 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 I'm still I'm still confused about what they're going to do. Let's say they don't get Moses. Let's pretend for a second that Moses isn't in their discussion. What are they doing in the halves, right? Brooks is going to go. We know that. Okay, mm-hmm. so take him off your books. So that so they're left with Hastings and and Dweahy. Okay. Yeah. Dewey. I think when he comes back, he's going to be Dewey again. Right? Oh, yeah. We'll find and out. I'm not even joking about that. Um, so, are they going to play? Are they looking at playing Jackson Hastings at 13? No, or are they looking he, to well, play I can't
1: at... see. If they're letting Brooks go, which they need to do, uh, they just need to cut that cord. And mm. you just go Hastings for a year because he's only signed for next year. Uh, Dwayne right. is only signed for next year. That's the other problem, if you're the Tigers, is that he's on a huge coin on the current deal he got. Dwayne. They, Dwayne, they signed him on massive because he wanted to be a fullback, and now he wants to be a five-eighth. And this is why I like Tim Sheens is that he's gonna. Yeah. Hit, hit. I I don't think Tim Sheens will um, bat an eyelid if Dewey, or Dwayne, sorry, wants like massive coin, and he just says no, because he's he's big well, about the what they've coming through coming through the junior system, Tim Sheens. So I don't think he's gonna let yeah. a guy who's been okay without being great for you for two years already. Push out. yeah. look, look and that's the thing. that that's what it boils down to really with with
0: with Adam Dwayey is is the fact that um, he's he's the he's a little bit like Luke Brooks in in as much as you know there's the promise. he's going to deliver. he's going to deliver. he's going to deliver. We haven't really seen anything. I mean, other than little shining moments in possibly the worst team in the NRL, which isn't a real hard thing to do, you know, like to 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 shine a little bit. And, and stand out a little bit from the crowd when he's been playing with, you know, definitely not the best team in the comp. Mm. Um, so my, I, I reserve my judgment big time on him. Um, I've got more wraps on, on Jackson Hastings than I do on yeah.
1: Dwayne. The thing about Dwayne, and it's proven in two straight years, Tigers haven't made the finals in either year, and he's played his best football when the finals have been out of reach in both seasons. Well.
0: And we've we've both talked about players like that in the past. You mm-hmm. know the the ones
1: that really perform when it doesn't matter. So if you want to yeah. make a new contract at the Tigers, Dwayne, you need a big first six to eight rounds next year. You just right need to now. you just need to be
0: consistent all year. You can't help injuries, but you need to be consistent all year, and you need to be putting in every week, and and not just putting in, but actually having the the um, the performances that go with putting in an effort in. You know, like really.
1: Kick butt, basically. Let's so move Coris- Let's get sorry, away from Cor- and Papa Lee both joined, but there is a trade to announce, right. Coxsmith. Trade. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, sorry. I, Charlie I Staines to the Tigers. I wasn't finished with what Timmy Sheens has been doing. <laughs> he somehow yeah. got Charlie Staines, but I think on the same contract that he had at the Panthers. Uh, yeah. But he's punted Tyrone Peachy. Now, Peachy was never on this gigantic contract that the media kept claiming he was on. It was one of those classic ones where they go, He's on a $500,000 contract. But it was like for two seasons. like yep. It wasn't actually for the one. So they've got rid of Peachy, who goes back to the Panthers, which just quietly, I like that for Penrith. Uh, James yeah. Salmon better uh, watch out because he's about to lose his spot on the bench to Tyrone. Uh, mm. But that's a nice move for them. I think they can still get something out of him there. And he's a really good fill-in player, even if he isn't in yep. that 17. Uh, he's one that you won't be worried putting in. But stains on on good coin to the Tigers, I'm surprised. 300? It's, no, 300, it's 350. It was yeah, it was. It's he got paid after his first rookie year at Penrith because he said, scored oh, all those tries. COVID time. Here's the question, and I'm surprised it hasn't hit the media yet. Who's to say Staines hasn't signed to play fullback at Domain Old Tigers? Sorry, no one says that he hasn't, and and you know.
0: Yeah, this this is the thing. I think I said this to you last year. I, I uh, personally, I don't see Dane Laurie as a fullback. I see him mm. as a six. Mm. Um, I see him more effective as a six. This Dane informs our last conversation,
1: Coxmith, which is why it's been good to wait till now. Because yeah, might be his defence, might be a little just a but little bit. But Staines has tough. got a motor. Body. He's got a motor, and yep. oh yeah, something that I really kept a note on last year was his run numbers in New South Wales Cup when he went got dropped. See, one mm. of the, my criticisms when he played in first grade is that you have your Tyos, your Crichtons, your Edwards, who just dominate the carries. They do, and even Tungo for, to an extent. So Staines, unless the ball got kicked to him, he wouldn't see the ball in a set. So his numbers were mm. down. But I watched his numbers into the Wales Cup. Frequently over 20 runs a game. Mm. That's what you need from a mm. fullback. In today's NRL, yeah. and he's going to be bigger. He's going to have a little bit more meat on the bone uh, with mm. another off-season. I don't think... Tim Sheens is just buying him to play on the wing. I really don't, and I know yeah. Laurie is off contract uh, at the end of next year, coming this twenty twenty three. So I Dane Laurie better be very smart entering this off season because if he doesn't put yep. in over the offseason, season, uh, Charlie Staines will get first crack at the fullback job. I reckon
0: you could well be right, mate. Uh, and look, uh, another that's probably another thing that people haven't taken into account when when they bought Staines. I thought the same thing. Hmm. or when they swapped him, uh, I, I thought the same thing. I thought, you know what, he, he'd, he'd make a pretty good fullback. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the work rate. Um, all he's lacking there is size. Um, but like you say, another off season will probably fix that
1: a bit. So Tigers, be as excited as the Bulldogs. This is the beauty of an offseason. And I know that it got shot down, I believe, by the RLPA about this trade window. But all we're seeing in the last six weeks since the grand final. This trades, basically, or a oh. month since the grand final. Uh, mm. And players moving around. This is the beauty of rugby league. It keeps on giving. There are some other moves yep. we have to cover before we wrap up uh, this episode of The Fritman Whispers number four. Angus Crichton stays at the Chooks for a couple of years. Did we really yep. think we anywhere else? No, no, I
0: did not. Uh, I, I think he's well settled there. And I think that, um, you know, and yeah, not surprising at all. Did you see uh, in the newspaper, was it today, about Matt Lodge?
1: Oh, taking a taking a pay cut.
0: Well, taking a pay cut after he made $2.3 million last year, <laughs> um, uh, but also staying at the Chooks.
1: What a redemption so story a, that is. I mean, he just needed a chance that, like, just, to, you know, someone just to give him a go. You know, he's misunderstood. Hasn't signed lot. yet, but apparently has agreed to terms with. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, it's just with a matter of Roosters. how much they can. Um, Get the NRL to agree that he's worth. Uh, Jake Turpin signs as another backup hooker. I'll be surprised if we see much of him in first grade, but uh, his his depth. I don't. I don't hate it as long as you're only paying him minimal amount of money. You're a big fan of Jake Turpin. Looking at your face.
0: No, I, I, I'm actually weirded out that um, that he's gone there. Well, he, um, he didn't. It didn't have a future at Brisbane, so they let him go. No, I know, but 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 he's certainly not the worst hooker in the comp. Mm. Um, he's certainly a better hooker than Billy Walters. Um,
1: yeah, but we know why Billy's playing there because it, I actually didn't suits... mind. But I didn't mind what Billy did last year. or this current season, I didn't mind. Mm. Yeah, well, I, didn't I, mind I thought it. he played better than Turpin in this last season. I'll say
0: that. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, uh, I think I think Turpin could have
1: – I don't know. I, it's a great I, fit I, for him, Cocksmith. Think about it. Oh, it certainly is. But how much they there? Him? Reckon reckon he there. I reckon he'll be on match payments pretty much. On, on, on the minimum, I can't see him getting anything remotely like he might have been on at Brisbane. The other one is Jackson Paulo has finally officially agreed to join uh, the Roosters from South. He's a bit of an enigma, enigmatic player, young Jackson. I see some things yeah. and I go – there's a, there's a player there. But I see a lot yep. of lackadaisical efforts. I see a lot of laziness. He's, he's had tries where he hasn't put the ball down. Little things that he ain't going to play first grade unless he trains like a machine yep. in the offseason under Trent Robinson. He won't allow him to just uh, walk into first grade.
0: And you know what? He, he, he Look, Trent Robinson can have that effect. Trent Robinson is like, you know, a little bit like um, Craig Bellamy Jr. Mm. Can... The junior version, the light version, um, but he has had that effect on players that can turn them from being, you know, ho hum journeyman into into a professional, you know, rugby league player. So uh, let's hope it works out for Jackson because I do see the same thing. I see some some spots in in his game that are that are really really shining, and then I see other spots that need some polishing.
1: Yeah, uh, a couple other moves, or well, there's lots of moves, but Jake Clifford has officially left. The Knights. He's been released from last year. He's due to join Hull FC, as we said last pod. Uh, two signings for Penrith. They've officially announced Zach Hosking is an edge back rower, about twenty six, I think it is. He's a bit more mature. Didn't get his chance in first grade until this last season with Brisbane. I didn't mind what I saw. Us, yeah, yeah. They may, they may think... have a spot for him. I, and the person that I am feeling not sorry for, but I think should be looking over his shoulder, is one Luke Garner, because he's actually got a direct competitor for a spot in that seventeen now at Penrith, and Jack mm. Cogger. Now everything I saw from Jack Cogger for the Knights and Bulldogs was underwhelming, or not even not even that. I I didn't have expectations. Uh, I didn't see a player that went. This guy's a first grader, but they mm. brought him back to play the Sean O'Sullivan role that they uh, was a masterstroke for him last year. He yep. ain't Sean O'Sullivan. This this doesn't this this won't end as well. I don't think. No, look, uh,
0: yeah, th- look. The thing is, Penrith have to be very careful with their. With their salary cap obviously for obvious reasons you know they've got a, a few players there that are on big dollars so you know that they, they can't choose from all of the the halfbacks that might be you know off contract or or looking for another club because they probably can't afford to pay anything more than 150 grand a year uh 200 max you know mm-hmm. without doing the numbers it'd be it'd be one of those scenarios so yeah look hopefully they get some miles out of jack Cogger because um, they'll certainly need him. He'll certainly get games, or he'll certainly and be Kurt Falls the... is the
1: other one who.
0: I yeah, Kurt Falls contract. is there, but you know, if you look at if you look at Nathan Cleary and, and Penrith, you can almost guarantee that you'll if you're if you're the standby halfback that you're going to be in line to get four or five games, yeah, minimum, yeah, you All know. Right. So, so yeah, let's hope let's hope that um, that Jack has uh, worked on his game a little bit and. um and
1: continues to improve under uh, Ivan Cleary. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with time. Uh, Hamoli Olakawatu re-signed with Manly. Uh, We just missed that one in the last pod by day, I think it was. Uh, Jojo Fafita stays with the Titans. Uh, Zach Hetherington – Kobe Hetherington, sorry, stays with Brisbane. Jack Goeski goes – I can't – is it Goeski? Yes, yeah, Yeah, goes to North Queensland. And yeah. Tatou Moga resigns with the Dragons and they also sign... What up a signing. forward, uh, Nick Louie-Tosso. I tell you, that New South Wales Cup team. <laughs> you guys are... <laughs> lock it in, your, your certainties. Uh, you might be smiling, mate, but I'm not. L- Let me just add two more. And they're interesting ones. One is a player who doesn't have a contract. And the other one is someone I didn't realise had actually signed with this team. Do you remember Alex Chan? Yes. His son... Has been playing with Catalans in the uh, UK Super League. Yeah, Alex, Alex,
0: Chan, Alex Chan
1: was Parramatta, right? Parramatta. Um, he played for Melbourne and for a Bruce couple is, of years. Rooster, yeah, good player, front row. It mean, was a bit of a, It was a hard nut, basically. That's why I describe him. His yep. son Joe Chan has signed with Melbourne, and I just saw a highlights package this morning. Edge back rower slash center. Good body type, good. strong. Mm-hmm. Does not look lethargic. Just one to watch if you uh, are wondering what Melbourne are going to do with their forward pack next year. I think he is a massive chance at being uh, in the mix early on next season. And the other player who doesn't have a contract, Todd and judging what I've seen at the World Cup, and we'll do our World Cup pod next, uh, Marty Tapao, is he done?
0: Um. Yeah. No, nah. I think I think Marty Marty is another one of those players that would probably re- do really good under someone like Robinson or yeah. um, or Bellamy. Yeah. Um, but it needs to, the, the coach needs to be a good strong coach. He, you know, I I don't think he'd go very good at Newcastle or the Gold Coast.
1: Let um, me float. Let me float ahead a, a and heading back and playing with the Tigers. Tigers. If I don't get Clemmer, do you pay? A lot less money for Tepa for one year.
0: I, I I couldn't see that being a bad fit. I think that I think that he would definitely have the respect for Sheen Sheen and, that, and that Benji
1: play with Benji a lot for test football. Yeah,
0: yeah, he'd probably probably get a really good year or two out of Marty Tepa. I reckon. Okay. Yeah, mate, he's he's definitely got the the size and the strength still. There's no doubt. Um, you know, and and yeah, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't back against him. Okay, way.
1: well, let's wrap up the recruitment whisperers number four with a bit of hype. You want a bit of hype, Coxsmith. I mean, we're delivering me. about hit seven, hit seven hit me with a hype things. Uh, write this name down. The next Cameron Smith is he's got a pen, everybody. This is what I don't know who's the next. You, mate. This is amazing. This who's, is the like, next... so uh, who's the next engaging? Yeah, who's the next name Cameron is Smith. Blake Moser. He is an 18 or 19 year old uh prospect in the Brisbane system, and mm. one of their recruitment people's already come out and used the words plays like Cameron Smith. why do we put this pressure on kids honestly why
0: well is he doing an accountancy degree <laughs> i does don't it, know does he look like an accountant
1: uh just i hope he is the real deal and i hope that they've got a hooker for the next 10-15 years but you I don't you know, care if it's body how type, old is he 18 speed off the mark that's his I don't care what you do not compare him to the greatest hooker that the game saw for ever ever oh, greatest hooker fast. ever I, look oh.
0: I, I was having a conversation this morning with my wife about um uh, you know about sport we often talk about sport but mate I think you know it's so hard to 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 say that a 17 or 18 year old is going to be the next blah 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 because you don't know you don't know what's going on in the kid's life. He might he might get to 21 and decide he doesn't want to play football anymore. And it's happened. You know, you but you go through just recently I went through um a lot of the junior reps teams like New South Wales under 17s, 18s. 19s. Yeah. You know that most of the players that played New South Wales under 17s and 16s never went on to play first grade.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
0: You know, and then there are players like Cameron Munster, who played under 20s for Queensland and he was on the bench. Yeah. At the moment probably you know one of the top 2 or 3 five-eights in the world, probably in the top 5 players in the world, mm. but he could only make the bench team in under 20s. You know, couldn't make the t- the, the starting the starting 13, he was only on the bench. So, yeah, I, <clears throat> it's, it's yeah, that the pressure isn't needed um for his manager or whoever it is saying he's the next Cameron Smith. You know what, good does that do the kid? Doesn't do him any good. I hope the kid is the next Cameron Smith. Yeah, I hope we see another Cameron Smith, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure we're going to, not for a while. Yeah. Cameron Smith, absolute freak, mate. How many games did he play again?
1: Seven, 385 300, or something. 300,000. I don't it was know, was a lot anyway. Uh, that's episode 269 of the Footy Show. I'm already Nicholson. That is Rob Cox. That's the recruit whisperers number four. And uh, after the break, well effectively next podcast, Coxsmith, we're going into World Cup mode. So put your uh, party hat on. Um yes. Get your Jamaican jerk chicken out because it's about time to celebrate those legends who uh, scored the moments of the World Cup uh, yep. the other day against New Zealand. So we'll be back. Absolutely. Uh, take Mate, us I'll, out, um,
0: I'll just get a cup of Pepsi and uh, see you in a few
1: minutes. Oh, sponsorship integration. How good are we going? Good, good. I'll do show. You been sleeping over there? Pepsi.